What is the most valuable thing to you? What is the most important thing in your life right now? On this side of heaven, we face numerous crossroads and choices where we must choose to sacrifice one thing for something greater. The thing we are most willing to sacrifice for is the thing that we love the most. I recall this lesson revealed to me in a profound way when I asked my parents what the moment was when they knew they were getting married. My dad was in the army at the time and he had been stationed in Germany. He was uncertain about the future and how long he would remain in the armed forces. My mother knew the moment when she chose to marry my dad. For her, she decided she was willing to go wherever my dad did. She gave up the possibility of being near her family in the places that she knew to be wherever he would be. She was willing to sacrifice everything. Paradoxically, my father decided he would remain in the States and decided to settle where my mom had called home, New Mexico. Both of my parents showed that they were willing to sacrifice everything for one another, and that is the moment when they knew they would be married. Abraham faced a similar trial with God. Miraculously, he and Sarah conceived Isaac when they thought she was barren, and they were both advanced in age. God told him that through Isaac, all of his numerous descendants would come. How startling it must have been to him when he was asked to give up his only son, the one through whom the promise would be fulfilled. When Isaac asks where the lamb for sacrifice is, Abraham simply responds, God will provide himself the lamb. Equally surprising is when God stops Abraham at the moment of sacrifice and instead offers an animal in the place of Isaac. God extends his promise to Abraham. Not only has his descendants become as numerous as the stars of heaven and the sand on the seashore, God says, because you have done this, and have not withheld your only son, I will indeed bless you, and your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. On this very same place, Mount Moriah, the Jews would later build the temple and Jerusalem. They believed that all the animal sacrifice offered at the temple actually forgave sins. It was through the power of Abraham's willingness to sacrifice Isaac that these animal sacrifices at the temple derived their power. Since Abraham was willing to offer everything, even the son of the promise, his only son, God instilled power in the animal sacrifices offered to forgive sin. The Jews looked backwards, but this is not the whole story. God abhors human sacrifice. So why would God ask Abraham to sacrifice his son? To fully understand the mystery of the sacrifice of Isaac, we need to look forward to Christ. Just as Isaac carried the wood on which he was to be sacrificed, so too does Christ carry the wood on which he was sacrificed. Isaac is described three times as Abraham's only son, his beloved son, just as Jesus Christ is the only begotten son of the Father. 
Even the location of the sacrifice is the same. Mount Moriah is where the temple is. And just outside the walls of Jerusalem, on that same mountain, Christ is to be sacrificed. Abraham even plays the role of prophet when he says, God will provide himself the lamb. What animal is found? What animal does Abraham offer instead of Isaac? A ram. It's not a lamb at all. And yet, 2,000 years later, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world is offered on the exact same spot. Abraham's prophecy is fulfilled 2,000 years later. God does indeed provide himself, the lamb, in place of Isaac. The Jews looked backwards to the sacrifice of Isaac for the power of the animal sacrifices to forgive sins. But God looked forward to the sacrifice of his son. That is from where the true power to forgive sins comes. God does not ask Abraham to sacrifice the most important thing to him because he despises Abraham. He does not even actually take away Abraham's most important treasure in his life, aside from God himself. God is asking for Abraham to place everything he has and hopes for into God's hands, precisely to give that very gift back to Abraham with even more blessings. So it is with us. When we are willing to sacrifice and give into God's hands that which we hold most dear, God gives it back to us with even more abundant blessings. Just as St. Paul says in his letter to the Romans, he who did not spare his own son but handed him over for us all, how will he not also give us everything else along with him? Abraham was willing to give over his son only to receive him back. But God is not outdone in generosity. Where Abraham is asked to stop short, God goes all the way. As Abraham was willing to sacrifice his only beloved son, God is willing to sacrifice and give up his only beloved son, but actually goes all the way. Because of Abraham's willingness to sacrifice that which was most dear to him, we receive the great gift of the Son, God himself, and with it the destruction of death. An interesting question, what do you think is meant by the promise given by God to Abraham that his descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies? Where is this promise fulfilled? I believe we see it fulfilled perfectly when we look at Matthew chapter 16. In that chapter, Jesus says these words to Peter. You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. Those are the gates of of the enemies of Abraham's descendants, death itself. The Assyrians, the Babylonians, or the Romans were never the true enemy. The true enemy is death itself. It is the gates of death and the netherworld that come crashing down when Christ, who is life itself, dies. Even 
even the letter to the Hebrews gives us this authentic interpretation of the sacrifice of Isaac. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was ready to offer his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your descendants be named. He considered that God was able to raise men even from the dead. End quote. The letter to the Hebrews testifies in Abraham's belief that God will destroy the gates of death and the netherworld. The question remains, what is most valuable to you? What is the most important thing to you in your life right now? Lent especially is the time for sacrifice. Take a moment now to offer that which is most important to you into God's hands. Allow him to be the most important thing in your life by subjecting all else to him. Then be assured that not only will you receive that which you adore most back, but along with it, all the many blessings you cannot fathom, even eternal life, the destruction of death itself. Then will the words of St. Paul ring true in our lives. He who did not spare his own son, but handed him over for us all, how will he also not give us everything else along with him?